1: You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura okay. Brodnick. And I'm Ki And we're accidentally matching in our outfits today. I know, Although we, are, we just had a feud, so you know,
0: we comes and goes. feuding, I forgot. <laughs> but we are also morphing into the same person, so it makes perfect sense that we would dress the same.
1: <laughs> we were feuding over the fact we got invited to the Little Mermaid premiere because the stars of the movie <gasps> are coming to Sydney. Breaking news. Breaking news. And I was like, Ki, I feel like you're busy. And then what did you say to me?
0: And I said, I am not it is every black girl's dream to see them on screen. You're like, I will throw my baby out of the
1: car and let her walk home <laughs> so I can I come to this throw her, I'll just You'll gently place her on the side of the road exactly. and say, you're an independent woman now that you're one years old. You can find your way home. You crawl
0: home. <laughs> Mummy's got things to watch.
1: <laughs> anyway... On today's show, yesterday, Abby Chatfield posted some beautiful, glamorous images of herself alongside a very long caption explaining what was happening behind those images and why she was basically in tears the whole time. There's been a huge response to that, and we're going to get into kind of the nuances of this and what we can learn from it, and also the very surprising reaction. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day.
0: I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Huge news. We now know the name of Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's baby boy, but I'm so sorry we can't tell you why, because his name was leaked by the Daily Mail after they obtained his California birth certificate. And at the time of recording, neither Ri or ASAP have made comment on this. I know it's disappointing and you're probably like, why are you telling me this? Well, considering the great lengths that the power couple have gone to, who are currently expecting their second bub, we felt wrong sharing that specific detail, especially if we think back to when they were forced to release images of their son to get ahead of intrusive paparazzi shots. So a reminder, they were papped during Ree's British Vogue cover shoot on a California beach back in December last year. And with the threat of the images being released against her will, on December 17th, Rihanna created a TikTok account and shared her first ever video featuring her then seven-month son. She also went on to share the exclusive photos with black-owned entertainment media site Hollywood Unlocked. And at the time, the CEO, Jason Lee, corroborated the story with a tweet reading, Yesterday she FaceTimed me to tell me that paparazzi took unauthorized photos of their baby and planned to release them. So she said if anyone was going to put these out, she wanted me to. It just seems like they've just had such a murky track record and we want to honour Ree, ASAP and Baby, can't say his name, by not showing the details, but I'm sure they will make an announcement very soon.
1: And now we have to move on to some interesting but slightly dumb news, and that is the fact that one Tom Cruise and, hips don't lie, Shakira are allegedly dating.
0: Shakira, Shakira.
1: (laughs) I needed someone to jump in with that. I want everyone to talk
0: like that. that.
1: She's in the room. We <laughs> see Shakira looking and her, shaking her head being like, no, girl, no. <laughs> okay, on to the serious matter at hand. Yes. So Tom Cruise and Shakira were photographed hanging out together at the Formula One Grand Prix in Miami just a few days ago. <gasps> yeah, that's, that is the reaction I wanted. <laughs> so they were photographed hanging out together at the event. Allegedly, they went back to a, like, a private suite afterwards and were also hanging out. They were photographed kind of getting into cars together. Allegedly, some of these photos are out there that obviously perhaps we won't share them. Some of it is just bystanders giving their thoughts. But what I really love is that all of a sudden all of these sources have come forward to outlets like Page Six to confirm the relationship. Mm. Now, I don't know if I really trust Page Six, like they're not people, Mag. But also these sources just don't sound like they work for Tom Cruise or if they do, they're new to the payroll. (laughs) Because they said, Tom is extremely interested in pursuing Shakira – There is chemistry, which is like the least kind of chemistry sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) There is chemistry. Going on to say that Tom Cruise is so taken by the pop diva that he has sent her flowers. And then the source continues, Shakira needs a soft pillow to fall on, and that could be Tom. Is that the most upsetting thing you've ever heard? A soft pillow, and then I just picture Tom Cruise's like face. On a pillow? No, his real face, and like her like on the bed and like she's landing on him.
0: Oh my God, she's landing on his face? (laughs) That's what the source
1: is saying. Oh my God, you sexy little devil. <laughs> adding that Cruz has the benefit of being a nice looking guy and he is talented. Imagine calling one of like the biggest movie stars in the world who's like kind of known for being good looking, a nice looking guy. Like he's just a normal, nice looking guy looking for a girl to love. Not a heartthrob. And then this is the biggest thing that the source said, which makes you think that not work for Tom Cruise. And the good thing is, she isn't taller than him. What well, is Shakira that short? Well, the, yeah, that goes on to say that the source, the source says. So this is so dumb. Who is this person that Tom Cruise is five foot seven, which. I don't know if he is. I think he's a bit shorter than that. I think he's 5'4". Yeah. And the pop star is five foot two, which is quite small, because wow. that's, it's mean, that's a real dig at Tom Cruise because everyone used to make fun of him for his Nicole Kidman. Inserts? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. For Nicole Kidman being taller than him, which is like, fair enough. This is before we embraced Short Kings. We so love Short Kings. That was bad. And then he wears like lifts in his shoes a lot of the time. Lifts?
0: That's what they're called.
1: Yeah, that's oh. what they have in men's shoes. A lot of actors wear them, and they're like not a heel. It's just like building up this much. I mean, no one can see what I'm doing because this is a podcast, but like putting extra material under the shoe to like lift you up, but all on the same level. It's and like also wearing platform your hair, heels, yeah, basically. And also wearing your hair quite high. And that's when Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise broke up. Everyone's like she's all of a sudden she's standing straighter because she's not stooping down to try and be smaller than him. And allegedly when Tom Cruise was like auditioning his wives, there was a big caveat that they all had to be smaller than him. It's also well known that a lot of actresses have to be really small back in the day, not anymore, had to be really small so that when they were in movies with men like Tom Cruise, that they would look petite next to them, make the man look bigger. Although, That's not fair to the tall gals. I know. Although Katie Holmes is very tall and I feel like she did is Tom tall. Cruise prove us all wrong
0: by marrying her. No, but I reckon they were almost the same height because I don't remember her like bending over. I she's a lot. Them, she's
1: taller than him if you look at the photos. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, actually, yes, I am getting red carpet flashbacks to yeah. them and she is considerably taller. Although she did wear flats a lot of the time. Yeah, and she's kind of also
1: kind of leaning over. So, you know, she also got her heels back. This is a weird way of thing for us to be talking about. Like, I just <laughs> love
0: her. But when we turn into a gossip. (laughs) I know, Podcast. we never we get don't, to do it. We don't get know, too we often. We never get to do it. But God, it's fun. <laughs> Tintillating. So, Tintillating. Yeah, that's the what There you go. Shit, sorry. I know,
1: I love how I'm like defending Tom Cruise. And I'm like, you know what? He's just a short guy who's happy to date a tall woman. It's not that problematic. Everything about him is problematic. Everything is problematic. Anyway. I don't reckon is- Shakira's going to let her hips lie on him. No, I think she'd probably date someone sexier, but I think also like maybe she just needs a little Tom Cruise fling because she did just have a slightly bad break up, or actually a pretty bad breakup with the father of her two kids that she was with for over 12 years, Jared Piquet. And I don't think this has been like proven true, but I heard, on, you know, on I am you <laughs> have got me tell me right now. I love to be, I don't usually do gossip on this pod, but me. when you give me an inch, I'll just Let's go take to take town. Let's take that mile, honey. <laughs> that the reason that she knew he was cheating on her is that he was on like a no sugar diet and she came home one day and I'm trying to think of what it was like was it jam or lollies or something something in the kitchen had been eaten and she's like wait a second you don't eat sugar who ate these And (gasps) it came out that he was cheating on her and then he's like with some other woman now and there's been like court cases around the kids and stuff it's all quite messy
0: it is very messy and it started off because he doesn't eat sugar
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll get you in the end every time that's- she has <laughs> given like on the record interviews about going through heartbreak in the public eye and how upsetting it is yeah, so, like we course. do know what's
0: happened
1: yeah and look girl if you need to get out there with tom cruise and he flies you around a plane buys you some heels and that's how you heal that's fine
0: best way to get over is to get under no Yesterday, TV and media personality Abby Chatfield posted four images from her recent photo shoot to Instagram. They were from her cover story with Stella magazine that came out this week and the images were gorgeous. A young, beautiful, intelligent and wildly successful woman photographed, make up, and dressed by the best in the business, but their reality was far from this. Abby shared that she had debated the caption of these images for days. The story actually came out on Sunday, tossing up between love these pics or something actually honest. She ended up going with the latter, sharing around 5,000 words, revealing that her mental health is the worst that it's been in years, saying, quote, I am so beyond lucky to do what I do for work. I fucking love it. But I'm breaking. I'm on the verge of tears at all times. If one thing goes wrong, the floodgates open. I have so much pressure on me all the time to be fun or entertaining or at the very least have something of value to say. It's draining physically and mentally. The first quarter of the year brought a level of work stress that I have never experienced. I won't go into details, but all of this led me to having consistently dark thoughts that I couldn't shake. A lot of you will say, have a break, as my GP, ENT, psychologist and psychiatrist have all said, but it simply isn't possible. My commitments don't allow me a break. It felt weird uploading these pics, pretending it was a normal shoot, noting that she had actually taken several breaks to go outside and cry during the Stella shoot, continuing, there are other shoots I've had similar days on. I drive by the billboards or bus stops or a bus goes by with my face on it and I cringe because I know that I cried that whole day too. She finished by saying, I'm not trying to get sympathy. I guess I'm just trying to say this is maybe not what you think. This industry, I love it and I love all my jobs but that's kind of the issue. It's addictive and intoxicating and fucking fun, until it isn't, and you are commodifying parts of you, and there isn't much left just for yourself. Albie, what were your thoughts when you first saw these posts yesterday?
1: I really appreciated what Abby said, actually, and- I know there was probably a lot of feeling around some people wrote it on her Instagram, some people probably posted in their group chats. some people sent it directly to her around the fact that it was a kind of very glamorised problem like crying on the set of a photo shoot, having too many big high-profile TV jobs and that it was putting out a problem that was very unattainable for most people and a very glamorised version. I kind of didn't see it that way. I mean I guess I see everything that anyone of influence or in like that higher upper stages of the entertainment industry or movie stars post, like obviously it's not the same as we live on a granular level, mm-hmm. but I thought the kind of sentiment that she was putting out there was very true and important and refreshing to talk about being completely overwhelmed and busy and kind of feeling like you can't step off this rat race that you're on, but also always highlighting that those moments that look like our highest points on social media often aren't like that behind the scenes. And I think that is important to share because even though most of us don't have a following like that, we still post our lives on social. And I personally have also felt that where I've been really conflicted about posting because you know some parts of my job are really glamorous and exciting totally. but the days behind them are awful and stressful and it's true that when you go to post those photos like I want to post this because it's exciting and fun but also every time I look at those photos it makes me feel a bit sick and so I appreciated that part of it I think and I think as much as we know social media is a highlight reel I think the more we get into it and the more realistic people get on these platforms the harder that is to remember
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it takes people who are in that kind of social position to really enforce that in a way. Yeah, And the thing is that she knows anything she says is going to get ripped apart. But the fact that she chose to do it anyway, I think means a lot. I didn't see it as that she was complaining. I thought that the themes and the tones of what she was saying were all relatable even though they're something that I don't experience every day as in the uh, environments in which they were happening but they are all feelings that we've all gone through from being overworked or just being pulled in a million different directions. One thing that I thought was interesting was there was obviously a lot of response and there was a bit of a theme with some of the responses and it was just quit and she came back in the comments and said like, I can't take time off right now. And she kind of gave it more context saying, you know, that she's had this tour that she's currently on, this national tour that's been booked in for, you know, 12 months plus. But then she also got a TV show, which is a multi-million dollar TV show, which has strict filming schedules that happen to just be one after the other. And she has said that she's going to have a week off in July. But I thought that, like, it's the same as things when people say to you, if you're stressed, just chill out. Most people also
1: can't just be like, well, I'm not going to do my job anymore. Well, she has bills I'm not going to gonna do that. Like everyone has some sort of responsibility. They have to be at work. And also with TV shows, if you're the center of it, it's not just about you. Yeah. So if she, like I went to the set of FBoy Island, that's one of the big projects she's been doing. I interviewed her on the set. And yes, she is one person who's very instrumental, but there were so many people working on that set, working to a tight deadline, working around the clock. And as the host of it, who's on camera, so much of it really revolved around her being on that set and doing her job and doing it in a timely fashion. So if she were just to say, guys, I can't do it, like that whole production falls apart and then everyone else's job is in jeopardy. Something else I took away from it, and maybe I'm kind of like in the minority here, was that I found it really refreshing that a woman was able to talk about being very busy and very overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and very just like exhausted who doesn't have children or like isn't married or anything like that because I feel all of the time, like personally for me because I don't have kids and I live alone I'm single and I feel like I can never say like I'm tired, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed or anything because you always get that thing back from like not everyone but a lot of people who have kids being like oh god you don't know what tired is or wait till you have kids or you don't know what stress is and it's like this idea that we only accept women being stressed and tired and overwhelmed if it comes alongside motherhood. And if it doesn't come alongside motherhood, then it's like, well, you're selfish and you don't know what stress is and so you don't get allowed to be in that space where sympathy could come your way. And I feel like with Abby, like obviously so many people were calling her out and saying, just quit. Like, you know, this is a problem of your own making. Like how terrible to have so many TV shows, you can't pick which one. Mm. But I didn't see that wall of comments being like, wait till you have kids, you don't have kids, which usually comes. And I thought that was kind of refreshing. Like maybe we're moving into a world now where anyone can just be like overwhelmed and stressed and it doesn't have to be for one particular reason.
0: Oh, I think so. And I think also when you're breaking it down of the fact that so many people now make a living off their personality, as she said, commodifying parts of her life. And I think that it's exhausting. Mm. Like how could it not be exhausting doing that? If you're showing every facet of your life. She was saying also in her captions that she can't actually go and – because you re-energize from your personal life, right? Yeah. So going in, hanging out with your friends, having a bottomless brunch. Oh, sorry, I'm just now talking about how we energize yeah. our <laughs> lives and friendship outside <laughs> yeah. of work. Yeah. But she's saying because she has had such bad vocal distress from all of the talking that she does, whether that be on podcasts, radio, national tour, all of the above, that she can't even go and have a coffee with a friend because if she's not on air or on stage, she's resting her voice. It does show, I think, that we are a bit more understanding because it's so visually there. We can see her doing all of these things that I think there is compassion that's led into it. It made me think of in the past when Celebrities used to release statements through their managers or or PR people saying, you know, example, Selena Gomez is pulling out of this due to exhaustion right the amount of criticism and kind of like rage that was poured at their way saying oh they must have a drug problem or how can they do this xyz but I feel like now the access that we have to people in the public eye like Abby she can actually put posts up like this and say hey I'm actually not doing great and give us the context that we need so that we have evolved and and accept her saying that rather than spew vitriol at her for being human I think the other thing to keep
1: in mind, and look, we've taken this statement in a very deep way, but I think, you know, it is a big thing and a lot of people had a big reaction to it. And I would just say that I hope as much like people have given Abby some grace in this situation and some understanding. But- To get to that point, she had to share her lowest, most vulnerable moment. And I'm just hoping that we don't now go in a way where public figures or just people in general have to share their worst moments in order to kind of garner some understanding and some relief in that way. Like, I don't want to kind of get to the stage where it's like you have to like have a huge breakdown on social, not that she did, but you know what I mean? Like, and share like this really dark emotional moment in order to trigger that sympathy because, again, it's, I think that's just bringing another kind of very dangerous layer into this, but really appreciate Abby sharing. I think from our conversation it's very clear that we have taken
0: a lot away from this. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Spill. This episode was produced by the lovely, ravishing Laura Brodnick with audio production by the stunning Rihanna Mooney and our executive producer is the... Amazing. GM Whelan. Hopefully I'm getting a raise. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye.